Section 7 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 9. Section 7 prologue to the canterbury tales by geoffrey chaucer when that april with his showers swoot the draught of march hath pierced to the root and bathed every vein in such liquor of which virtue engendered is the flower when zephyrus eke with his sweet breath inspired hath in every holst and heath the tender crops and the young sun hath in the ram his half-course run and small fowls make a melody that sleepen all the night with open eye so pricketh him nature in her courageous then longen folk to go on pilgrimages and palmers for to seek in strange strands to fern hollows couth in sundry lands and specially from every shire's end of england to canterbury they went the holy blissful martyr for to seek that him had holpen when that they were sick befell that in that season on a day in southwark at the tabard as i lay ready to wenden on my pilgrimage to canterbury with full devout courage at night were come into that hostelry well nine and twenty in a company of sundry folk by aventure full in fellowship and pilgrims were they all that toward canterbury wooden ride the chambers and the stables were in wide and well we were in eased at the best and shortly when the sun was to rest so had i spoken with him ever each one that i was of here fellowship anon and made forward early for to rise to take our way there as i you devise but nathless while i have time and space ere that i further in this tale pace me thinketh it accordant to reason to telling you all the condition of each of him so as it seemed me and which they were in and of what degree and eke in what array that they were in and at a night then will i first begin the night a night there was and that a worthy man that from the time that he first began to ride an out he loved chivalry truth and honour freedom and courtesy full worthy was he in his lord's war and thereto had he ridden no man far as well in christendom as in heathenness and ever honoured for his worthiness at alexander he was when it was won full oft time he had the board begun above in all nations in prusse in leto had he rise and in Rus no christian man so oft of his degree in journeyed at the siege had he be of algezir and ridden in belmarie 
at liege was he and at satali when they were one and in the great sea at many a noble army had he be at mortal battles had he been fifteen and foughten for our fate at tremacene in list thrice and i slain his foe this ilk worthy knight had been also some time with the lord of palati again another heathen in turkey and evermore he had a sovereign price and though that he were worthy he was wise and of his port as meek as is a maid he never yet no villainy ne said in all his life unto no manner wight he was a very perfect gentle knight but for to tell you of his array his horse were good but he ne was not gay of fustian he weared a gippon all bespattered with his haberdion for he was late come from his viage and went for to do his pilgrimage the prioress there was also a nun a prioress that of her smiling was full simple and coy her greatest oath was but by saint loy and she was clept madame eglantine full well she sang the service divine and tuned in her nose full seemly and french she spake full fair and fetishly after the school of stratford at the bow for french of paris was to her unknown at meat well taught was she withal she let no morsel from her lips fall no wet her fingers in her sauce deep well could she carry a morsel and well keep that no drop ne fell upon her breast in courtesy was set full much her lust her over lip wiped she so clean that in her cup there was no farthing seen of grease when she drunken had her draught full seemly after her meat she wrought and sickerly she was of great disport and full pleasant and amiable of port and pained her to counterfeit and cheer of court and to be stately of manere and to behold indigni of reverence but for to speaken of her conscience she was so charitable and so pious she would weep if that she saw a mouse caught in a trap if it were dead or bled of small hounds had she that she fed with roasted flesh or milk and wastel bread but sore wept she if one of them were dead or if men smote it with the yard smart and all was conscience and tender heart full seemly her wimple pinched was her nose tretties her iron grey as glass her mouth full small and thereto soft and red but sickerly she had a fair forehead it was almost a span broad i trow for hardily she was not undergrow full fetties was her cloak as i was ware of small coral about her arm she bare a pair of beads gauded all with green and thereon hung a brooch of gold full sheen on which there was first writ a crowned a and after amor vincit omnia 
another nun with her had she that was her chaplain and priestess three the friar a frere there was a wanton and a merry a limiteur a full solemn man in all the orders four is none that can so much of dalliance and fair language he had made full many a marriage of young women at his own cost and to his order he was a noble post full well beloved and familiar was he with franklins over all in his country and eke with worthy women of the town for he had power of confession as said himself more than a curate for of his order he was licentiate full sweetly heard he confession and pleasant was his absolution he was an easy man to give penance there as he wist to have a good pittance for unto a poor order for to give is sign that a man is well shrive for if he gave he durst make a vaunt he wist that a man was repentant for many a man so hard is of his heart he may not weep although him sore smart therefore instead of weeping and prayers men mote give silver to the poor frères his tip was eye fast full of knives and pins for to given fair wives and certainly he had a merry note well could he sing and play in on a rote of yeddings he bare utterly the priest his neck white was as the fleur-de-lis thereto he strong was as a champion he knew the taverns well in every town and every hostler and tapster better than a lazer or a begister for unto such a worthy man as he accorded naught as by his faculty to have with sick lazers acquaintance it is not honest it may not advance for to dealing with no such poor rail but all with rich and sellers of fitail and o'er all there as profit should arise courteous he was and lowly of service there was no man nowhere so virtuous he was the best beggar in his house and gave a certain farm for the grant none of his brethren came there in his haunt for though a widow had not a shoe so pleasant was his in principio yet would he have a farthing ere he went his purchase was well better than his rent and rage he could as it were right a whelp in love days there could he muchel help for there he was not like a cloisterer with a threadbare cope as his poor scholar but he was like a master or a pope of double worsted was his semicope that rounded as a bell out of the press somewhat he lisped for his wantonness to make his english sweet upon his tongue and in his harping when that he had sung his eyne twinkled in his head aright as do the stars in the frosty night this worthy limiteur was clipped hubert the clerk of oxford a clerk there was of oxenford also that unto logic had long ago as lean was his horse as is a rake 
and he was not right fat i undertake but looked hollow and thereto soberly full threadbare was his overest curtipy for he had gotten him yet no benefice knew was so worldly for to have office for him was liefer have at his bed's head twenty books clad in black or red of aristotle and his philosophy than robes rich or fiddle or gay psaltery but all that he was a philosopher yet had he but little gold in coffer but all that he might of his friends hent on books and his learning he it spent and busily gan for the soul's prey of him that gave him wherewith to scolay of study took he most cure and most heed not one word spake he more than was need and that was said in form and reverence and short and quick and full of high sentence sounding in moral virtue was his speech and gladly would he learn and gladly teach the lawyer a sergeant of the law where and wise that often had been at the parvice there was also full rich of excellence discreet he was and of great reverence he seemed such his words were so wise justice he was full often in a size by patent and by plain commission for his science and for his high renown of fees and robes he had many won so great a purchaser was nowhere none all was fee simple to him in effect his purchasing might not be in fact nowhere so busy a man as he there nas and yet he seemed busier than he was in terms had he cases and dooms all that from the time of king william were full thereto he could indict and make a thing there could no white pinch at his writing and every statute could he plain by rote he rode but homely in a medley coat gird with a saint of silk with bare smell of his array till i no longer tale the shipman a shipman was there woning far by west for aught i wot he was of dartmouth he rode upon a round sea as he could in a gown of folding to the knee a dagger hanging on a lace had he about his neck under his arm adown the hot summer had made his hue all brown and certainly he was a good fellow full many a draught of wine had he draw from bordeaux ward while that the chapman sleep of nice conscience took he no keep of that he fought and had the higher hand by water he sent him home to every land but of his craft to reckon well his tides his streams and his dangers him besides his harbour and his moon his load manage there was none such from hull to carthage hardy he was and wise to undertake with many a tempest had his beard been shake he knew well all the havens as they were from gothland to the cape of finister and every creek in bretagne and in spain his barge yelloped was the maudelaine 
End of section seven. Recording by phone.